Welcome to Dr. 3, a Hearthstone podcast dedicated to giving you explosive growth in climbing the standard rank ladder. I'm your host, Daring Alkaline, and along with me are my fellow hosts, Dragon Rider and Major Death. So, last year was the last show of 2020. This is the first show of 2021, and we talked a lot about goals and achievements. So, we had a poll question that reflected it last week. So, Mage, you want to go over our results? Yes, yes. Last week's poll question, like you said, what Hearthstone-related goal do you hope to accomplish in 2021? Uh, We didn't get quite the response I was hoping for. I totally get, you know, it's really easy to hit a vote button. It's another thing to actually hit the reply button and, and tweet us. But John Perkins 73 said compete, uh, complete a thousand wins with every class. And Hunt the Snark said, I'd like to get 11x in standard this year. So I think those are some very, very good goals to have going into the year. And uh, you got plenty of time to achieve them. So I wish them both. Uh, success in reaching their goals this year. All right. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I was <laughs> trying to, I tabbed away, trying to pull back up notes and unmute myself. So sorry about that uh, dead air for a second. So let's move <laughs> on to the news for this week. Um, First off, Book of Heroes, Uther is now available along with Second War Uther Bundle. You can earn a free pack of standard Paladin cards for completing the adventure. Bundle, like others released alongside Book of Heroes stories, contains a portrait and five standard Paladin packs for $10. I think the, I, I think the Uther portrait actually is pretty cool. Uh, yeah? For what that's worth. Uh I, I I mean, they've all been pretty solid, but I think this is the one I've liked best so far. And I don't know if it's enough to get me to spend $10, but uh, it's it's pretty cool. Yeah, I'm not really a fan of the... Like, I think it's fine. I think it's a fair price for what it is, but for a portrait and five packs, which is... Generally, they've priced a portrait at five bucks, so five packs and a portrait for 10 seems like a fair deal. I generally hold out for like the the twenty dollar twenty to twenty five dollar bundle where I get like thirty packs because I like opening a lot of packs and just like it feels really short ended to just like open only be able to open five packs when I spend money so I'm like I'm gonna hold off on it but if you love the portraits and you want to collect everything that's great I think it's again another good deal so um so then we have Ixar answer some questions on Reddit. So, he talked about claiming rewards on the reward track, game client bugs, achievement timing, achievement timing among other things. Wait, so so he he addressed the thing that I was complaining about. <laughs> uh, somebody somebody asked about kind of a claim all rewards button as opposed to having to click manually on each one of them and he said, you know, they're they're looking into ways that that could change you getting your rewards from the rewards track going forward. It's not a huge priority, but it is something that they're thinking about and, and will hopefully uh, address at some point. So yeah, that was, that was something. Yeah. That's, that's purely quality of life. It's one of those things that they'll get around to it at some point in the future. So I, I, I'm patient. I, I can live as it is. I It's still one of those things I'm like, I don't know why, but here we are. <laughs> um, yeah. So then he goes into uh, talking about balance changes. Said they'll be looking for uh, looking at game balance when they get back in the office on January 4th, which was yesterday, which makes sense. Everyone, like a lot of people take the weeks between Christmas and New Year's off. So, yeah. Yeah, there was, there was some specific discussion about, like, uh, game bugs and stuff like that and and uh, along with balance changes. And and he, he talked a lot of, or he talked about the fact that they didn't want to have anything, like, they, they liked things exactly where it was and didn't want to have people 
coming having to quote unquote work during the holiday because of maybe they tried to implement rush a, a balance change or something that ends up breaking something else or or that sort of thing and so that's why we potentially haven't seen anything before now but hopefully uh won't be that that won't be something that will impede uh something potentially happening going forward that's what we call an it we call that a change freeze um yes. what, literally 100% it's a change freeze mm-hmm. they put in a change freeze where so I'm gonna get get into IT for just one second because I am I work in IT for a living. You in in environments like this, changes have to be noted and well documented. Go through a, a a process to change things, and you know, like at my office, they turned off like they put a change freeze on like at that same point in time the week before Christmas or the week of Christmas, no more changes. We're not changing anything over the holidays. So if things get like people have time off, let them have their time off around the holidays. This is like literally the only time of the year that they put in these change freezes and like Thanksgiving. So it's just like one of those things that like, they're not going to make any changes because they're giving people time off at at this time of year. So like things are going to be stagnant for two weeks but the idea is that they leave you at a point where nothing is like seriously wrong. There's nothing seriously wrong with the game, the client, and how the software works. So this makes complete sense to me as an IT professional. So, yeah. Um, regarding the mini expansion, he says they aren't ready to announce a date or tease any cards just yet, but we'll share info in advance of release date. So. Yeah. So I mean, it, it sounds like we're going to get a reveal season for the mini expansion, is what it sounds like. Uh, so, you know, like we have that ten uh, or so days right before uh, Dark Moon Fair came out, we we probably will see something similar, probably in a lot less time, maybe just a couple days. But uh, but yeah, I I'm actually kind of excited about the fact that we could have a mid-expansion kind of reveal time ahead of the new uh ahead of the cards becoming uh getting released so that's kind of oh yeah i i'm ready for the uh the scramble of everybody like okay all right when are we gonna do our reviews we need to start doing this uh okay when are we all meeting and and putting this together i'm ready for that we're gonna see a lot of people do streams you know the a lot of streamers will get together like you know you'll see you know, three big streamers get together at the same time and talk about the cards and all of that as well. And a lot of us podcasters and all that. So yeah, I'm excited for that. I think it'll also make things feel a bit more exciting as well. It will certainly, it will certainly shake up the meta, thankfully. So, um, should be interesting. Um, this is our first time we got to see it, um, with Galcron's Awakening, but that was a adventure. So this is going to be the first time we see it as they're dropping it in packs. So, um, yeah, and it's going to be it, it's so we're going to get access to all the cards presumably day one, as opposed to getting them piecemealed out over several weeks. So it feels like there is actually going to be a bigger impact the moment these the the moment it goes live than than maybe we saw with the uh with the with getting only a handful of cards each week over several weeks with Galacrown's awakening. So at this point in time I hope everyone's been saving their packs <laughs> getting ready for this to hit. I've got I've got 23 I think right now sitting and I've been saving standard packs for whatever re- or classic packs for whatever reason, but like I'm just like ah, I'm not opening for the class for the classic That's rework. Right. Yes, yes. But- I knew there was a reason I was doing it, so I've got five. They of those did it to priest. Up. They're talking about doing it with the other classes, so presumably there may be other new classic cards to uh, to to potentially get, like there was with Brightwing and with. Uh, White main, mm-hmm. I, I forgot. I forgot the two legendaries. Yeah. yeah, the Inquisitor White main, and then we had uh, we had uh, Natalie, Natalie, Natalie Celine. Celine. Yep. 
Um, so so anytime there's a switch up on the uh, on the classic set, if you if you already have the entire classic set, uh, like we know this is coming, then saving the classic packs makes a lot of sense as well. I was gonna say I do have the entire classic collection. I have duplicate. I have I have a full playset of everything in classic. So. Yes, when when these changes will be made, I will be only pulling those cards, which is nice. So, um, this is where uh, protection, duplicate protection, comes in 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 handy. It'll come in handy. I I'm still missing like a couple epics and legendaries and madness. So, you know, I will still be there'll still be a chance to be pull some of the old cards when the new set comes out, but yeah, whatever. I have enough dust. If there's something I absolutely want, I can craft it. So, all right. Well, I mean, other than that, uh, so we have uh rating reset coming to duels middle of January. See the notification popped up in the in-game client footer and blizzard noted that this change would be coming during their article announcing duels back in October. So go back to October and you'll see that their the reset is coming mid January. Yeah, they're well, they didn't say specifically. Yeah, but they said, said a re- reset was coming. Excuse me, I misspoke. Yeah. Yeah. There was I'm trying to find the comment here. I know exactly where it was. If I can find it. Uh, I've it's there. Uh, the, th- the theme will change at the end of Duel Season 1. New heroes will be added and some treasures will rotate out to make room for new ones. So that is, that's what they were, that's what they were referring to. And now, now you actually, when you go into the duels section, you'll see uh, a little, a little banner thing saying that it's going to reset in three weeks or so. Now it might be two weeks given that it's been a few days since it first popped up. So Yeah. So yeah. I I don't know. I don't know much about duels other than the basics, so uh heads up if you're playing duels, your your rank <laughs> is gonna be reset, but you probably already knew that. Yes. Okay, um so we can move on to our main topic, which is how to get away from a troublesome meta. Um, I don't know if you've been listening to this podcast, maybe you've heard us talk about, um, a class called Shaman. If, I don't know if you're familiar, um, they have this, the Shaman. Hmm. Yeah, no, um, they do this thing called evolving (laughs) and they have this thing called box by knuckles. You don't say. Yeah, I don't know if you've seen this or heard about this in the game, but yeah, it's something that apparently happens. And uh, thanks to a, a, a notorious cage match custodian and, um, you know, Lightning Bloom, Corsair, or Dread Corsairs, and uh, Desert Hairs, things things get a little wonky real, real fast with that, so... Yes, of course. I'm I'm being facetious. That uh, evolve shaman is literally you can't literally take two steps without bumping into an evolve shaman on the ladder. So, um, and if you're like me, um, I've not really been tilting, but I've been slightly annoyed with the meta and have been enjoying it a little bit less, just due to the fact that. Um, Evolve Shaman is kind of a can be a slot machine when even when played improperly. Um, that's I mean that's really the thing is that like when you see when you see a deck uh, piloted extremely poorly and it doesn't even matter. And I'm not saying that about everyone playing the deck, but that is a very frustrating thing when you see when you see mistakes made very obvious mistakes made and it has no impact whether or not they win the game. It, uh, starts to weigh on you a little bit. Um, at least it has me. So, um, how, how have you guys been 
Farron in the uh, the world of the shaman since uh, since we last spoke. <laughs> Go ahead, Dragon Rider. Give us give us your update. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> uh, yesterday I did a ten hour stream, and it was great. I I saw sixteen percent shaman. I have my stats pulled up here. I went thirty seven and twenty seven for the day, which is fifty eight percent win rate overall. 16% shaman, which I thought that actually seems okay. Like that is not an overbearing percent. That felt fine. Uh, then I played today and that uh, did not go so well. So I went 22 and 25 and saw 23% shaman and then it felt terrible. Are you saying, uh, where did you start out yeah. yesterday? You was. So, okay, so I did last month I had the 11 star bonus. Mm -hmm. This month I only landed on the 10 star bonus. Uh, and then, yeah, yesterday I actually did uh, start out at, I think I was at like gold 8 or gold 9, and I cruised all the way to diamond 3. Uh, so then today I started out diamond 3, fell back, climbed way up to diamond 2, then fell all the way back to diamond 4. So I'm kind of hovering in that range where everybody's just kind of at the point where they're trying to get to legend now. And once you hit diamond five with the 10 star bonus, you no longer have the, the star bonus, which means that instead of just get pairing, get, you know, uh, on ladder, when you get paired against people with your MMR without a star bonus, now I'm getting paired about just anybody that's at that similar rank. So when I'm at rank five, I'm getting paired against people who are just at rank five playing whatever because they're at a rank floor. They don't care what they're playing. So it's just a bunch of random decks or whatever. Uh, yeah, but it's it's just part of that variance. And I will say today, especially towards the end of stream, I really started feeling that imposter syndrome. I think we've kind of talked a bit about that on this this podcast before. And that started to get to me. But then it's like, all right, I got to take a step back and think about it which I think a lot of the tips that we have for people today, I am definitely going to be taking to heart. And Mage, how about you? What you can't see in the video is the smirky grin that I have on my face, which is specifically because I have become the evil, which I hate. <laughs> Been playing... Been playing Evolve Shaman. It's the best deck in the in the meta, and um, I want to get better at it. I I have tried uh, the I tried in December uh, a little bit and was not didn't do very well with it. Uh, watched have watched Chambre play a lot of Evolve Shaman. I read his guide. Watched the YouTube video that we talked about a few weeks ago as well. Really want to try and learn how to how to play the deck and and play it well. And while I am now diamond ten, I am not. I have a below fifty percent win rate with the deck, and it is difficult to reconcile um, when I'm doing the thing that my opponent is also trying to do. And they're doing it better than me more often than not. Or at least that's how it feels. Oh yeah, that's uh, that's definitely how it always feels. At least on my and end. Because I'm like, well, I under I, I low rolled here, low rolled here. Uh, or like trying to... to I, I, I added Revolve to the list to try and help uh, with uh, like dealing with all the Cobalt Sticky Fingers and things like that. And watching the revolve give my opponent lots better minions than mine, I revolved to try and get the uh, the amalgam, the four or five taunt amalgam, off the board to something else last night, so I could actually kill something with my box my knuckles, and that minion did not change. It literally that minion was the same four or five amalgam taunt after the revolve that it was before the revolve and not just a different minion got switched to it it literally was the exact same position the exact same minion became the exact same thing i don't know what the odds are for that but it felt terrible <laughs> 
<laughs> so sounds pretty I, awful. I'm yeah. I I like. I want to play the deck. I want to learn the deck. I want to get better at the deck. But I'm having difficulty because I'm. It, it it there is a bit of a slot machine a- aspect to it. I I think this we were talking about this before the show. I feel like in in a lot of cases this is a more skill testing version of Evolve Shaman than we've had previously. Insofar as like creating boards, uh, uh, like you could do it a number of different ways and and leveraging the box my knuckles in that. Where it gets off for me is the fact that we have Mogu Flesh Shaper and Sea Giants and and as as Daring pointed out, animated broomstick, which really can kind of turn those swing turds completely on their head. And it suddenly then feels less about uh, about the slot machine as it was just uh, you know, it goes from slot machine to ultra high roll real fast. Yeah, because that that animated broomstick for one mana can like, like literally your 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 one of your best bets to go around it is to just go underneath evolve shaman, and just like swing for the fences, and then like the fact that they could play a one mana card after they've just evolved everything, they may have taken a value trade or two before they evolved. And then take more valuable trades, leave your board empty, and then be able to swing face next turn, and then continue to uh, you know upgrade. So it's like, yeah, the 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 animated broomstick feels really bad in that deck um, to play against. So, oh, so now I I want to just clarify because I think some people might not know what this means. But you said go under the evolve shaman. You mean basically go faster than it and exactly. hit, it, hit it down quickly, right? Hit it in the face, play something very aggressive. Oh, I just want to clear that because I, I think some people might not know what that means. Yes, Smirk. I apologize. Yes. Hit him in the face, yes. Make 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 the health total go down to the point where it doesn't really matter what what it is they evolve. You could just kill them. Yeah, that's I mean that's basically that's basically the the best scenario because they can generate board out out of nowhere. They can literally generate a giant freaking board out of literally an empty empty board, and then they could have multiple ten drops, like nothing, like yeah. nothing. They can just be like, yep, and my board refilled, and there's you know living monument, or you know there's Colossus of the Moon, you know. The, the other thing that, that should not be glossed over, too, in addition to the fact that you've got Mogu Flesh Shaper, you've got Sea Giants, you've got multiple ways to create boards. I think one of the, the, the fatiguing thing or frustrating thing about the deck is the number of times it gets to evolve. In, in previous Evolve Shamans, you had the Evolve card, and so they could do, they, they could do an Evolve, like, twice right you'd have two copies of the spell and that would be roughly it there you could do some you could do some mutates you could do some some single target things but you couldn't do full board evolves the number of times that we're seeing this deck be able to do full board evolves uh multiple you know we're twice per weapon they can potentially have up to four weapons because they have two in the deck, two horde pillagers. You also potentially have even that you can use revolve, which is another, while it's not an evolve, it changes the minions uh, on the board potentially to better minions than, 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 than are, there were there before. Cause you're talking about desert hair, which is a one, one being made into some of the three drop that could be a three, three, a three, four, four, three, that sort of thing. That's a considerable amount of stat increase just from that as well. So I, so while I was talking about it being more skill testing it at the same time, it also feels easier to do. And that's probably why the deck is, is doing so well, right? Yeah. I mean, when you have car with, with Mogu flesh shaper, and then you have a card like derailed coaster, where you can literally put six other tokens on the board with Rush. 
for five mana. After you probably already have a bog spine knuckles equipped. Um seems like it's pretty easy to trade one of those off and drop a Mogu Flesh Shaper. And then potentially dry dry uh, you know, trade another one and play another Mogu Flesh Shaper, drop another one and then play, you know, Sea Giant or two and like you could see how the things could get ridiculous real quick. But even without that, just like the fact that that can drop so many tokens that you get to evolve seems pretty good right out right out of the gate. So, so so let me ask you this: so is shaman the only reason that that you're not happy with the meta right now? I, I'm I'm suggesting I, I'm suggesting you're not happy with the meta. So that presupposes something here. But let's just say. If Shaman were not S-tier deck right now, Evolve Shaman was not S-tier deck right now, are, are we on easy street? Or are there other things that, that other reasons that we uh, might not be enjoying this meta currently? Uh, me For me, mainly it's Shaman. And this might just still be PTSD from Doom in the Tomb. But, like, I mean, it's just... The desert hair into multiple evolves. The fact that you can drop a bog spine knuckles on turn two to turn three and get two five drops. So you can on turn three at, at the very latest, earliest you can do it is turn two. You could, or to be fair, you could even do it in turn one <laughs> if your hand was just nuts enough. If you got both lightning, um. <laughs> Lightning blooms a bog spine knuckle, and then you draw a, uh, <laughs> a a dread corsair. You could essentially have a five drop on turn one, but you know on turn two you could have ten ten mana worth of things potentially on turn two. Um, and then on turn three, you can't do anything besides evolve your two five drops into six drops. Ah, uh, man. God, I wish I had some mana, but, you know, I have two five drops you can't deal with. I'm going to hit you in the face with them, hit you in the face or another four, and then, um, yeah, I have two six drops. So I, and what am I going to do with myself? So, yeah, it, it is 100% Shaman, um, the the lottery effect. Um, and it's just, it's it, it can happen way too quickly, and that's the problem. The, the amount of value you can generate uh, as early as turn three. Yes, I know Cobalt's sticky fingers are everywhere. Yes, that's the problem. Cobalt's sticky finger isn't a good card. It's not. It's a tech card. Like, you can make an argument for uh, Cidic Swampoos as a 3-2-1-2. Two, two, as like, okay, this is fine. You know, this sometimes you want to get rid of a weapon, yada, yada, yada. If you have to run Cobalt Sticky Fingers and like 99% of the decks are running them, I don't know if that's accurate, but I've seen a lot of Cobalt Sticky Fingers played against me and I've been playing Druid. So um, that should give you an indication that, yeah, there are a lot of Cobalt Sticky Fingers everywhere. Bog Bog Spine Knuckles is a huge problem in the meta and like... I don't think it's just bogs by knuckles. It's lightning bloom for shaman. Like I think they've uh, slowed Drew it down enough that lightning bloom doesn't doesn't really uh, break sh- uh, Druid anymore because guardian animals now cost eight. So that that's neither here nor there. But let's just go. Let's just go with what we know. The fact that you can do all this stuff on turn three is ridiculous. Um, and all the token generation. The fact that you can generate these boards out of nowhere and then have ten drops. Way before you should be able to have a ten drop. So, like, Sea Giant used to be a reward for, like, you know, the guy, you know, decks that, you know, flooded the board with minions, low cost minions. Yeah, that's a one cost. That's a five cost minion that floods the board, that allows you to play a sea giant. Like, 
Uh, you have to have minions in your hand, but what else? What else were you playing? It was shaman. Oh, you your box find knuckles. Yeah, you want a minion to find that. <laughs> like it's it's just. It to me it just it makes a lot of sense. So uh, it seems really powerful. Now I I'm saying all this and I am not enjoying the meta, but I've still been playing and I've been like trying to make my own fun with it. Like I said, I've been playing Guardian Druid, so like not exactly a great deck in the meta right now, but like. I'm having fun, especially like, you know, huge boards of carnival clowns. Like, and I'm enjoying that. And like, yeah, it's doing something different that like is off meta if you don't want to play the meta. And then just realizing like, I mean, I got to, I'm I'm at diamond five right now and I don't expect to climb in any significant fashion um, right now, but like, I'm completely fine with that. Well, we're gonna get to some of those suggestions in a little bit. Yeah, I just Dragon Rider. What have you? What, what about you? Is is Shaman the the only boogeyman out there, or is there is there more? Uh, uh, I so yeah, I'm gonna say overall, I haven't been enjoying the meta, but honestly, I haven't been enjoying the meta much in the past, like three or four metas. Uh, So I think for me, it's a combination of a lot of stuff. I think it's kind of that just really annoying. Like I started with one meta not having fun and it just has kind of continued through all those metas. Uh, I think right now I am getting really bothered by both Shaman and Rogue. Because I think Rogue has a lot of the early game and huge swing turn problems, kind of like Shaman does too. Foxy Frog. Kind of like <laughs> Excuse they, me, I'm sorry. Yeah, I mean, like, <laughs> if they have it, you just can't do anything, and then that's the game. And then it doesn't feel like you get to play, and that feels like a problem. Uh, but for me also, I, I've really started to feel the effect, I think, of how long things are in standard. So the biggest thing for me right now is Galakrond and Lackey stuff, like the Lackeys especially. Like, can we can we get rid of those, please? I'm ready for those it's, to be gone. It's getting just because close. they create too it's much. Getting yeah. Close. Uh, you know, and along with that, things like all the Highlander stuff that came at the same time, basically, and things like the uh, Bomb Warrior, like all of that, just feels like it has been part of standard. And has been such a defining part of the meta in standard for so long that now it's just like, it, it feels like all of that is making everything worse. Uh, and, and so that I think for me is really where it it's all going. I think if we had a shorter time of things being in standard, or even if things started to go into a like one in one out kind of thing like they got rid of one expansion as a new one came in maybe that would change things up and they'd really have to you know it would come up with more things and it would create a bit of a more different meta every time Uh, so i i think for me that's really where it's at and also a bit of my mindset i've really been working on that you know we we keep bringing that up in the show but yeah, you know, it's when I'm already on edge, I think, from all of those things, it's a lot easier for me to just instantly get tilted. See that shaman? Oh, yeah, of course they have Cage Match Custodian, and then I just start getting pissed, and then everything's downhill from there, you know? Or, oh, of course, yep, there's the rogue, and oh, yep, they played Edwin, and then it's all downhill from there. And then that just feels frustrating, and then I start spiraling from there, and just, oh, well, I must suck at this game because I'm losing, and then you know then of course it's all me and i you know or i just blame everything on the meta oh well my opponent just got lucky or they're just high rolling and i'm not thinking through stuff or i'm just getting mad so i'm instantly playing my cards like oh i can play this just play 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 and then i'm like well why didn't this work and then i get mad so it's it's just a compilation of a lot of things for me i think is why i'm not really having as much fun and some of that i can control and some of that i cannot and I think analyzing what of that I can and what I can't control will help me. I just need to sit down and do it. I hadn't I hadn't actually considered the the fact that they're just 
there might just be fatigue with some of these cards. And I say that as somebody that saw Zephyrus three times in a game today. So I, I, I'm very, I, I should, yes, Daring says I can do one better and, 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 and to say four. But so it, it, it is that. Yeah. We've seen Skipper Armor, Skipper for, you know, ever since Galakron's Awakening. We've been seeing, you know, the, amazing reno it when when mage was was good and like the puzzle box of yag saran and and some of these cards that are dating all the way back over a year almost two years ago now um and those things those are still in standard and and we've been dealing with them and their effects for this time all this long and and yeah there there's probably Probably just some fatigue with some of this stuff and just not wanting to see it anymore. So I hadn't, I hadn't even considered that, but I, I think, so I'm trying to, I, I'm wondering about like trying to get over some of those bad feelings. And, and you talked about kind of thinking about the mental side of things. And, 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 and I feel like this definitely is a, a mental thing and, and to, depending on how you're feeling, it's going to be a smaller or a bigger challenge to you and, and that. And so, you know, one of the things that I think we have to think about, like when I'm playing the shaman deck and, and I'm doing these evolve effects and my opponent's playing shaman and they're doing evolve effects. And I'm looking at the disparity between those revolve, the, the evolve effects and being, upset by that i have to remember that you know there probably was games where i did have good evolves and my opponent did not and i and i can't take every bad evolve as a personal slight <laughs> against me and and because you'll go off you'll you'll just turn yourself mad i think when it when it comes to that sort of thing and so you know what what are some of the things i think that we can think about maybe not just shaman even though that's kind of the the big bad right now but what are what are some of the things that we can think about from a mental side to kind of keep us from going over edge or or, or pull us back from the edge when we start going there mage i feel like you just issued me a challenge <laughs> <laughs> can i yes i can i haven't recently but you know i feel like yes. i feel like if i was in the right state of mind i could do it <laughs> <laughs> and I guarantee you something would be broken at the end of it. Um, my spirit, my mind, and probably a monitor, if not my keyboard and mouse. <laughs> uh, I, I'm glad you didn't say your phone because I'd feel bad. Though yeah, that's you know those, all those things aren't inexpensive, so we probably shouldn't shouldn't have you technically have need the phone for right work, so I can't exactly break that. But like. I could replace even I could replace a keyboard. I wouldn't want to, but I could. So <laughs> Dawn's looking very concerned over there. <laughs> I apologize. All right. You're good. So yes. What can we do to help mitigate some Just of these from, factors? From from a met, from a mental side of thing. Re reminding yourself that that, you know, your evolves aren't always as terrible as the most recent terrible evolve if you're if you're playing shaman or that their evolves aren't always the uber great evolves that they happen to be this particular time and not you know the doomsayers or the uh uh depth charges if you're revolving or or whatnot or you know you've high rolled in situations before whether whether you're playing evolve shaman or not you know pulling that one answer that you needed out of your deck uh, for lethal when that was the only out and you had, you know, half your deck or something. Those are high rolls as well. You might not think of them in that same way, but, but those are, those potentially are those sorts of things and have that same level of effect both for you and your opponent uh, in the inverse. Yeah. And it's like one thing I, try and keep in mind is that like like you said yes that's 
what they just did to you isn't what happens to them every single time they do the the evolve effect. Also, those are all cards in the game, and the evolve effect exists, so that is one hundred percent a plausible outcome for whatever they that they just did. So, like, you're playing Hearthstone, you have to accept that this could happen. It could cost you the game. They could, you know, get the best minions they could at each slot. They, you know, they could be like three off dying and they summon five taunts. You know what I mean? That's, that's extremely possible. Um, is that unlikely? Probably, but it is possible. So that's one thing you have to always keep in mind too. It's just like whatever, whatever mana cost minions they're going up to, any of those minions are possible for them to pull out. So, like, you just, if you don't enjoy playing against it, that's one thing. But, like, just realize that, yes, there there are some few and far between, like, at certain slots to, like, taunts or, like, charges or, you know, rush minions that can, you know, really change the outcome of things. And sometimes they'll get them, sometimes they won't. And, like, if you play the deck, too, you'll see that, yes... Sometimes the, you, you'll get great evolves. Sometimes you'll get bad evolves. Sometimes you won't get to evolve anyways because you didn't draw your co- case Max custodians and your bog spine knuckles are deep in your deck. So that feels like, really bad. Oh, yeah, 100, 100%. Um, it feels less bad when you have the derailed coaster version and you get to drop um, Sea Giants still and like you still get to make trades like, yeah, and you- stuff like that. So, like... There's some reconciliation there, but like, yeah, it, it sucks when you don't get to do the thing that the if you're playing a deck and you don't get to do the thing the deck wants to do, and it feels like your opponent gets to do that like super easily to you, 100% of the time, and you know that's that's your confirmation bias. You know, you're like you want that's what you don't want to see, so you notice it a lot more when it happens as opposed to when they whiff. And they don't get to do anything, and it looks like they were playing some crappy arena deck, and you destroy them on turn six. You know what I mean? So it's just yeah. It, that's that's sure. definitely one thing to keep in mind to keep your state state of mind. Number two, um, just because they high roll you and evolve doesn't mean they're a bad player. Like they could have they could have been beating you no matter what. Um, it's a card game. They're they're going to be players who. Um, are worse than you that beat you, and there are going to be players that you are then that are better than you that you will beat some of the time, and that's just the way card games go. It's draw, and there's you know a million different factors there, and just because they high roll you once doesn't mean anything. That's just an outcome that, like I said before, that that a possible outcome to the game happened. It's not always the easiest thing to accept, and it's frustrating because you want to win. Yeah, like, no one wants, like, at least if, in my opinion, if you're playing standard and you're on the ranked ladder, you're playing to win. Like, you don't want to lose. No one likes losing. But, you know, it could, because, like, if me, if I just want to do something silly and stupid, I go to casual. Like, I, but when I want to play the game, I, and, like, play to win. Even when I'm playing off-meta stuff, I go to standard. You know what I mean? And I go on the ranked ladder. So, that's my little spiel on that. Yes. Dragon Rider, any any thoughts on keeping yourself mentally going, I guess, in this this turbulent time? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I wrote a couple of things, so I'll just start one... Uh, tip is like if you have to take a break away from Hearthstone just altogether to save your your mental state, then do that. If it's a day away, if you take the weekend, a full week, come back in a new meta, whatever it is, like if you have to do that for your mental state, then absolutely do that because that will save you a lot in the long run. Uh, but, you know, there's, of course, if you want to keep playing, you love the game, you're, you know, you're like us, you're just like, even if I'm miserable, I'm just going to keep playing for some reason, <laughs> because we're stuck in that cycle. You know, that that's okay, too. Uh, but if you're going to do that, then you have to evaluate your mental state. And, you know, we talked about it before when we talked all about tilt, 
uh, and, and all of that. I'm going to bring up again uh, Jared Tendler's book, uh, The Mental Game of Poker. And it's kind of funny, I, I have a, a passage here that I've had pulled up and kind of daring was already talking about it. But right here, the, the title of this little section says, losing hurts more than winning feels good. And when you get stuck in that, it hurts worse when you're losing rather than how good you feel when you're winning. That's a really tough state to be in. And I, I feel like a lot of us right now is like, you just kind of get stuck in that cycle of well, it feels terrible to lose. And then all of a sudden it's things like, well, I just suck or my opponents are just getting lucky and they have, you know, they're just playing a skillless deck or, or whatever it may be. And that, that is totally your mental state. Uh, and it's, it's an escape. Uh, and Jared Tendler says here, um, players who see winning as an escape from losing are the same ones who think the answer to the pain of losing is to just win. Like, if I just win, everything will be fine. So winning temporarily allows you to avoid the agony of defeat, but since losing is guaranteed to happen as long as you play poker, aka, in our case, play Hearthstone, it's better to solve the real problem than to stick a bandage on it. And I really like that a lot because then it makes you kind of think about well, winning is just a bandage that you're slapping on your mental state. And, you know, it's inevitable. Like, you will lose some games. Even the pros, they lose sometimes. It, they will never win 100% of the games. So there is a, you know, a case for... Take a look at why you're losing. Is it just because Shaman? Well, maybe. <laughs> maybe a few of the games, sure. But... Are there things you could have done differently in that game? Could you have played a different deck instead? Is there a deck that does better against Shaman than what you're playing? Uh, you know, maybe you want to take a different route. Um, one of the other tips that I have written down in our you know suggestion list here is play some free to play or free to enter tournaments. And if you're really just like I hate Shaman, jump in one of the a weekly tournament that is free to sign up for ban shaman and then you don't have to play against it you can play against some other stuff and see how you feel with playing those games and and that might change your mindset a little bit there was a tournament i played like two weeks ago or a week ago uh, that another streamer did and was like wow this feels so cool or you you get to see some people don't bring shaman at all they kind of have a, a different strategy of everyone's gonna counter shaman so they don't bring it at all and there's all these levels so Try something a little different in that aspect, too. And that might make you think about it a little differently. Or, or maybe you can start to realize why you're feeling certain ways uh, when you're trying some things like that. One of, one of the things that occurred to me that while while you guys were talking was the, the fact that I put a greater weight on the loss than I do on the win. They're both one game. And actually... In the way that the uh, in the way that the our ladder structure works, until you lose your multiplier, a win is worth more than a loss. So, like you'd have to lose more games in order to make up for you know to undo a single win, especially like early in the month and that. So, I I I tend to like think of these losses as this big huge catastrophic thing and it's it's the same unit of measurement as the wins and 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 if you can keep it it at the proportional level of each other i feel like that can actually help you to keep you from going uh and feeling really bad when when something bad happens and you end up end up losing a game so that that was just something else that that came came to mind here but we we have some other suggestions on things you can do if you if you really are you from a mental standpoint can't are, are are having trouble right now in the meta here are some things that that we came up with that you could try uh to try and help you with that one of one of the things i brought up was just playing shorter sessions like Pick a fixed number of games and just say, I'm going to play this number of games and then I'm just going to be done. 
That way it doesn't suddenly feel like you're being bombarded with shamans or rogues or whatever. I'm not getting Edwin like crazy, that sort of thing. It's, it's, you, you can maybe compartmentalize the, the games and their outcomes better if you can just kind of here, here, here's what I'm going to do. This is what I'm going to do. And then I'm going to just put it, put it down and, and move away. So that, that was one thing. What, what about you, Daring? What what's another thing that we could do? We could try. Um, I my suggestion, my main suggestion was play something silly. Just just play something off meta. Like don't necessarily um play something you know you'll enjoy. When I say silly, just play something you you know you'll have fun playing, even if you run up against that that monster of of the meta. Sometimes you win, sometimes you lose, but you like if you're enjoying what you're doing. Chances are the the monster in the meta is going to be bothering you a lot less. So, like, focus on what you enjoy doing. And even if that doesn't always work, I mean, you'll still have fun um, sometimes. And if you stop having fun, I don't know, find something else to do. Like, do, like there are – we have a bunch of other suggestions on here. So, Dragon Rider, what about you? What would you – a suggestion from you? Um, I, I think I kind of already talked about mine, like take a break from Hearthstone altogether, uh, just evaluate your mental state. If you are going to play, enter some tournaments, uh, I don't know, just do something fun with it. Like Darren said, I've just put together some like random decks. Uh, let's see. I was trying a carnival barker and carpet, uh, like paladin deck just, you know, for something silly, uh, and, you know, just take take your games, especially if you're going to do like a silly going with the mentality of I'm just playing this. I don't expect to win, because if you also then go in with the mentality of I'm going to play something off meta and I'm going to break the meta and I'm going to get some wins, it's not going to go well. It might. There is a small chance it might, but most likely it is not going to go well and you're just going to hurt yourself even more. So. Yeah, just have have fun with it and, you know, do something different. Uh, I So recently I've been trying to get to uh, level 50 and get, get, get my portrait so I could be one of the cool kids like, like you too. Uh, so try and focus on things other than your ladder results. Um, they, they work on achievements. Uh, you know, some of those might be detrimental to your multipliers, so be careful with that. But where it makes sense, uh, try and work on achievements, work on class wins, work on your rewards track, even deck learning. I think, uh, you know, I don't go in with the same expectations of winning games when I'm trying to learn a new deck than I do when it's something that I've been playing a lot. So if there's something you want to want to work on, that might be a good opportunity and it might help you get in a different mindset when you're end it, when you end up playing those games. And so maybe that'll feel better. Uh, I, I like co-oping games with other people too, that I, I tend to, uh, have a different mental state when I'm playing and even when I end up playing against things I don't like to play against, whether it be combo decks or, or, or whatnot. Uh, I, I tend to be able to take it in more stride, uh, playing with, with somebody else co-oping games. So, so I would recommend that. And, and like, if you want to play duel, somebody play, play just head to head against somebody, you guys can, make some rules and decide I we're not playing shaman and then you don't have to play against shaman and you can still kind of flex those muscles until uh I, I, and and get 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 some hearthstone games in while while not having to deal with the big bad that might be bothering you on the ladder so um did we miss anything is there anything else you guys want to highlight uh thoughts tips suggestions uh, on getting through a, a troublesome meta, ah, I think I think we pretty much covered it. I mean, the only other thing I you got, like take a break, like say uh, Don said, you know, take a break. I was playing, you know, I went back to a few other games I'd been playing. So like, 
that's an option too. Just walk away from Hearthstone for like a, a, a few hours of a day or so, or you know, if if it's really getting to you. So I mean, I, that's the only other thing I can think of. I mean, I think we've covered a lot of the good good ways to keep yourself in check and um, uh, letting the not letting the fatigue get to you. So, yeah, I would. My I would others... just say, uh, sorry. Go ahead, Dragon no, Rider. And then... Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, just remember that we're very close to a mini expansion and there's team five has been very, uh, they, they have not been against making balance changes over the last year plus. And so I, I feel like something's going to be coming sooner rather than later. So just bide your time, whatever you need to do in order to just get get through it and uh you know as we've seen things can change and they can change rather rapidly and it just happens you know when we see new cards and when you see balance changes and we could have one or both of those things as early as a couple weeks from now exactly also there's a new rotation in in march (laughs) so like there's something we'll look forward to new our next year. Also, we're supposed to still get a new game mode in in this third in this expansion too. So uh there's something else to look forward to potentially. It might be something that like um really hits the spot. So Alright, so let's move on to this week's poll question. Mage All right, so we're getting back into an actual voting question here so that we can get uh, a little bit more response. Uh, I don't know if we've asked this question before. I'm curious. I think think my fellow hosts are curious as well. Do you play most of your Hearthstone games on the desktop or on a mobile device? And so that is the question. Uh, Mostly... You can vote for mostly desktop, mostly mobile, or if you're almost 50-50... There is an option available for you to vote for that. So let us know. I'm curious. And we will talk about the results on next week's show. Speaking of the show, you can find the show on Twitter at Dr3HS. Follow our top pin tweet to join our Discord. You can email the show at uh, Dr3 at Gmail. Or Dr3HS at Gmail.com. I'm sorry. I'm off tonight and you can find me on twitter at daring alkaline and you can find me well it's too late by the time you'll hear this i if you want to go back and find the uh con before the storm hearthstone panel i will be on that um but this is not going to come out until after where i'm done with that panel so so go look for the vod or the audio that's going to be made available presumably in a day or two following exactly dragon rider you can find me on twitter at donnie dk that's d-a-w-n-i-e-d-k and streaming on twitch.tv slash dragon rider dk um i do just want to give a quick shout out as well just to the community everybody thank you so much for you know, all of the support that I've gotten, even even just since you know joining this show, um, I am having a surgery. As long as everything goes well next week, so I won't be on the show next week. I'll be back. Don't worry, I'm not leaving. Uh, but I just won't be here next week. Uh, but if anybody does have any comments or wants to talk, you know, um, I'm sure. Even if I'm a little drugged up, I will still be on social medias. So, you know, maybe that's a great time to message me and see what (laughs) random thing I have to say if you want to. Uh, But, you know, never hesitate if anybody ever wants to reach out or, you know, if you have any anything to talk about in terms of like our, our mental stuff. You know, it's something I'm always working on myself. So if anybody ever wants to reach out, feel free to to message me on Twitter or Discord or anything like that as well and mage well we wish uh a very successful surgery next week and a speedy recovery just in advance i will say that 
uh and and you will definitely be missed next week as well so but for finding me you can find me on twitter i am at major death monday wednesday friday you can find me and my salt shaker at twitch.tv slash mage death as well uh yeah it's been there's been a little bit of salt but we're we're gonna I'm going to learn Shaman or it's going to get nerfed. One of the two things is going to happen. Just I mean, add some french fries. You'll be fine. It's, yeah. it's it's definitely one one of those is going to happen. I can't <laughs> promise you 100% the other one will happen before the what, the, the first one happens. Yeah, I, I, I fully expect one of those things <laughs> Exactly. And, I promise and, you. And, I'm making you yes. a promise right now in this show. <laughs> yes. One of those two yes. things will happen. One of those two <laughs> things will happen. <laughs> So, all right, guys. Well, thank you as always for tuning in, and you've been listening to Doctor Three. Boom.